Hey everybody, it's Richie, and before we start this episode of the show, we of course want to tell you about DraftKings and DraftKings.com, promo code THPN. We are moving into the second round of the playoffs, and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders, and DraftKings wants to have your skin in the game, and we'll be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot of up to $10,000 in total prizes. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $10,000 in total prizes every day of the hockey playoffs. Headed to head to DraftKings Pools page and get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. In a world where social media is king and everyone is an expert in everything, get the facts from your insiders here on Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. Here are your hosts, Corey Crenshaw and Richie Flores. Welcome back in Sporty Nation. Happy Thursday, everyone. Hope everyone's week is going well. Hope you were just as bored with the draft as the rest of us were to talk about that, as well as, you know, other random shit per the usual with us. My wonderful and amazing co-host and bridesman, best friend, son's watcher with me, Richie Suave Flores. Hello, Corey. I'm happy to be back with you again. It's uh, We have a show tonight. How's that for a tease? We have a show tonight. <laughs> we also have an announcement to make, too, which, if you are following us on Twitter and Instagram, you've already seen it by now. But mark your calendars, because we are going to be throwing a massive splondonger of a show on June 12th, live on YouTube and our Twitch page, uh, Facebook, and Twitter, too. Did you like how I made up a word there? I just, I'm Splondogger. Is that what I called it? It's Wait, our fourth. It's our. It's okay. We all have those days. You know, we were up late watching the Suns last night. So that, I mean, I think it's totally worth it. So coming up June 12th, we are doing a fourth anniversary special extravaganza. We're going to be joined by a couple of our friends from the network, Nick Floor from the Sharks podcast and Bayou Benders from Habs Nightly. Congratulations to them. They got the dub in game one of their series against Winnipeg, even though there was a nasty hit by uh, Mark Scheinfle at the end of the game, which go listen to the Habs Nightly because I'm sure they have a lot of thoughts on that that hit at the very end of the game there. But, yeah, big show. I if I was them. Big show on June 12th. It's going to be exciting, and I uh, hope, hope you join us. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to just talk some, like, random shit with people that's outside of just us. I feel like we haven't gotten to do it in a while since, um, you know, we're not doing the after hours anymore. So mm-hmm. this will be, be good. This will be a good chance for us to um, to just be able to literally just shoot the shit with some guys that we genuinely have so much fun with. So, yeah, it's uh, and I don't know what our plans are going to be for it. If we're going to have any plans at all, but when we're in the middle of the Kyrie's off season, like you got to make up content somewhere. So you might as well 
just have an hour of trying to be as hilarious and entertaining as possible. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, it's really difficult to find um, things that make this offseason fun so far um, with the Coyotes really not doing anything that um, I would deem to be entertaining. We're still not getting any more information on, you know, who the new coach is going to be. Um, we don't get to participate in um, – didn't, or didn't get to participate in the draft today. So, you know, got to find our fun somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the draft lottery was Wednesday afternoon. Congratulations again to the Buffalo Sabres because they've now had the first overall pick twice in the last four years as well, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I thought Craig Morgan had a great piece today, Corey, where he was talking about the Coyotes' lottery luck. And and all these teams have had multiple first overall picks over the last several seasons, right? So Edmonton obviously had multiple first overall picks. The New Jersey Devils, multiple first overall picks, right? Um and then the Buffalo Sabres, multiple first overall picks. And the Coyotes have never, never even picked inside the top two of the NHL draft. Like, if anything, it should piss Coyotes fans off for multi- multiple reasons. Well, it just, it's honestly, like, so funny. It was interesting um, reading that article, considering the fact that some of the stats he had on it which, like, props to him for pulling out these, like, crazy-ass stats on it. But um, he had said, let's see here, he actually used the abuse that the organization has taken over its lack of success and on, on the ice in its 25 years of existence. I feel like that is the epitome of, like, if I was to sum up the Coyotes in a nutshell, the abuse and the lack of success... The abuse of this organization has taken over its lack of success on the ice since 25 years of existence. What a line. But um, since the lottery's inception in 1995, 16 of the NHL's 32 teams have, have won the lottery. With Edmonton winning it a league high four times, the Ottawa Senators, Tampa Bay Lightning, New York Islanders, New Jersey Devils, and Buffalo Sabres winning it each twice so did the old Atlanta Thrashers. Not only have the Coyotes never won the lottery, they have never picked at number two overall. Of the 15 teams to never win the lottery aside from Arizona, only Dallas Stars, Montreal Canadiens, Detroit Red Wings, Calgary Flames, Minnesota Wild, and Vegas Golden Knights have not picked at number two since the lottery's inception. Vegas has only been around for four seasons Minnesota was born in 2000. How fucking pitiful is that? It's uh, it's wild considering how often the Coyotes have been in the lottery over the last 25 years. You know, like it's it's pretty like they went almost 10 years in between playoff appearances and multiple times chance of top five picks, right? And and they, they miss out every time. They miss out on Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel, right? And Craig kind of mentions that, mentions that in the article here where several times they missed out on it, right? Like he talks about 
um, in 2013, Coyotes finished 12th, and they picked 12th. In 2015, obviously, that was the McDavid draft, right? In 2017, they had the fourth best odds of winning the lottery, but fell all the way down to number seven in the draft that season. So it's just like it's, – it's Phoenix sports in a nutshell because in the history of Phoenix sports, there have only been four times in the history of Phoenix sports where one of the four major teams have had the number one overall pick. And that's 50-plus years of existence, starting from the Phoenix Suns in 1968, where they famously got fucked out of the first overall pick and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, then Lou Alcindor, because of a coin flip. And they ended up with a number two overall pick that year because the Milwaukee Bucks were also an expansion team at the time, right? So it starts from then. That's t- that's where you trace it back to for me. Is you trace it all the way back to that fucking coin flip that is now very well known if you're a Suns fan or an NBA fan too, that that coin flip changed the history of the league. It changed the history of the Phoenix Suns. Luau Sender, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I believe ended up winning a championship with the Milwaukee Bucks before obviously moving on to a Hall of Fame career with other teams, including the Lakers, obviously. And so that's where it started. And then from then, only four times, like I said, only four times have teams had number one overall picks. Now, um, can, um, name, can you name even just one of those four players who were picked number one overall by any of the four major sports teams here? I think one is pretty obvious because it happened very, very re- – actually – yeah, well, one is very, very obvious because it happened very, very recently, and he's one of the most popular players in Arizona sports in recent memory. Um, the funny part is I'm actually – the first thing that came to my mind, it was actually not that. It was actually – and I'm trying to think of his name right now, and why is it escaping me? Um, and where did he go to school? He went to one of the Ivies. He went to like Stanford or something like that. The, but the year that I interned at the D-backs, they actually got a number one pick. What was his name? Dansby Swanson is who you're thinking of. Dansby Swanson. It was, his name sounded like he should have been a rower. Yeah. That's what his name sounded like. That was actually where my mind went first was actually Dansby Swanson. Yes. Yeah, so that's um, correct. That's correct. The other three on the list are Kyler Murray, most recently, of course, DeAndre Ayton with the Phoenix Suns, and then Justin Upton. And that's the list. Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't. We always say here we can't have nice things, and we. You know, it's it's hard to be an Arizona sports fan. And I think sometimes it comes off as, as whiny to some people, but it genuinely is rough being an Arizona sports fan. Because, you know, we got Kyler Murray falling asleep during the middle of Suns games. <laughs> you know, Dansby Swanson was traded not long after that. Mm-hmm. I can't say anything phenomenal came out of Justin Upton. Uptown. And I, I feel like I'm not qualified enough to give a, a real assessment on DeAndre Ayton. Well, the, the big knock on DeAndre Ayton is, 
for the rest of his career, he's going to be compared to who went second overall in that draft, which is Luka Doncic with the Dallas Mavericks. Ah. And he had, he had another massive game. I believe he had damn near a triple-double in game five for the Dallas Mavericks as they took a 3-2 series lead over the Clippers. And so the, he's always going to be compared to Luka. And if you've been watching the Suns at all during the playoffs, DeAndre Ayton has been their best player. He didn't have that big of a game in game five because he didn't need to be good, right? I think he had less than 10 points and 10 rebounds, but he didn't play that much. And they didn't really need him because the Lakers were so bad. And Devin Booker was so – Devin Booker and campaign uh, were so good in that game. So one of these days, that luck will change. And the Diamondbacks, for what it's worth, are looking – like they very much have the opportunity to have the worst record in Major League Baseball again this year, because um, they were just coming off a stretch where they lost twelve straight games. So it would not surprise me if the Diamondbacks got the fifth number one overall pick in the history of Arizona sports. Yeah, it's it's uh, I don't know. All of this topic is genuinely just making me more and more depressed <laughs> as we talk about it, to be completely honest with you. I was pretty and I was pretty depressed like reading that article in general. And it's funny because you think to yourself, like, you know, it's shitty. Like every single year we go into the um go into the draft. And we're always, like, laughing at it, right? Like, oh, yeah, the the Coyotes are going to get screwed again. And this time it was, like, even bigger of a joke. It was like, oh, well, if the Coyotes get drawn, then they have to, you know, then they have to get re-pulled again because, you know, it's supposed to keep the odds even or some shit like that. Um, It was going to be, like, everyone kind of thought, well, this is going to be the biggest mockery, right? The Coyotes, the one time the Coyotes are going to get drawn is the one time they can't officially get drawn. It wasn't, the Coyotes have so little luck that they can't even be mocked. They can't even get to the point where they're going to be mocked by getting drawn. And they have to essentially just stay in the exact same spot that they've always been. I mean, shit, they don't even have... A number two spot, Seattle Kraken hasn't even played a single fucking game yet, and they're getting a number two draft pick. Right. Yeah. That's that's the Arizona sports luck right there. If I've ever if I've ever seen it. And the Buffalo Sabers are getting their second number one pick in the past four years. I I tweeted out today a comparison essentially between them and the Oilers because they are going in the direction of the Oilers where they will be getting all these number one picks and it's going to be the same thing again. It's going to be, I, I am predicting at least so far they are going to be the new Oilers and they are where first round picks are going to go to die. So they actually, they actually have since changed the rules for the NHL draft lottery, where if I'm not mistaken, um, you are maxed out. I believe at getting the winning the lottery, 
a certain amount of times in a certain amount of years, which they literally just changed, I believe, either starting this year or next year um, with the new with the new CBA. So that's going to change. And um, you might as well just call that the Oilers rule. I can't find it on the uh, with the quick Google search, but they did change that. And um, so I believe that's starting next year. So hopefully we're not getting an Oilers situation again. So let's move on to our, our next topic here. Um, we're in it. Let's go rapid fire through these topics. So that way we can get a nice quick show out of our, out of our minds here tonight. Uh, Cause it, we're, we're doing this late it's sporty after dark. Everybody it could get weird. Our show's always weird, but sporty after dark, even weirder. I have, I'm drinking some wine right now. I already had some whiskey earlier, so I'm vibing. I'm vibing tonight, Corey. Oh, I was supposed to finish. I had saved a um, raspberry tea white claw to finish during this, and I forgot it. Damn. Oh, well, save it for the next episode. <laughs> Scotty bought a whole case of them today. He was like, raspberry tea, or it was tea in general. So tea white claw. Oh, I got to try this and bought an entire case of it today. So Ooh. don't worry, I got a bunch of it. Okay, well, next time Scotty goes to a Suns game, <laughs> I can come over and try one. Who knows? It may come sooner versus later. Literally, his his friends were joking about that today. They were like, um, I can't remember where they were saying the, the money was coming from. They said something about him having to like go on food stamps or something like that <laughs> to like pay for those tickets because the, the tickets were expensive people like why why like 250 or 240 or whatever it was for like the upper level tickets is insanity but um and then uh fern just joked no that that money just came out of the wedding fund <laughs> so you know who knows at this point where if he will be showing up to another game um, I can't control him or um, any of them, and I've known that for many, many years now. So there is a possibility that this may happen. <laughs> well, like we were talking about, hopefully the second round ticket prices are cheaper, but that's for another another show. So I put the question in here, and we don't have to dive too deep into this because we it's something we've kind of talked about a little bit. Um, but... Uh, I, I just came to my mind and I, again, and I just wanted to ask it and get your opinion on it quickly. Are you more excited to find out who the new coach is, or are you more excited to see what the Coyotes do in free agency? So I thought about this uh, question when you put in a rundown, and it's funny because you know your initial reaction. I feel like most people's initial reaction would be to say free agency because of the fact that they know there are going to be so many changes on this team and to see who they try and pick up and and so on and so forth but then I started thinking about it some more and I actually think what I'm more interested in is seeing who the new coach is because seeing who the new coach is is a very good initial indicator of what direction Armstrong wants to take this team so I actually want to see who the new coach is first and that, like, let that kind of uh, make a bunch of horrible speculations in my brain. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. That makes a lot of sense. And the thing I would say to that is, you're 100 percent right. However, 
whoever this next coach will be is somebody who I feel like isn't going to excite us very much. Based on everything we've heard and everything we've talked about, it's going to be a younger coach that we don't really know much about that doesn't have a lot of head coaching experience, who's likely going to be getting his first NHL head coaching job. And it's hard for us to make get excited about somebody like that. You know what I mean? Like it's because we don't really know what to expect from them entering a new role. So I am more excited for free agency because to me, that's really going to be the hiring of the head coach is going to be the teaser. It's going to be the appetizer to the entree of, what free agency could bring, right? It's going to be the appetizer to some of these questions that we're hopefully are going to find the answer to, which is, you know, have we seen the end of Oliver Ekman Larson in a Coyotes jersey? Uh, how many of the veterans are going to be gone? How many of the younger players are going to get a chance to play this season um, coming up from Tucson? So many, so many questions that we've already talked about on the show are going to get answered, and I feel like most of the questions are surrounding the roster itself. You're you're absolutely right. When it boils down to it, there's more questions around the roster itself. Because, I mean, we do know in the end that it's going to be a relatively inexperienced coach. It's going to be a younger coach. And um, in the end, it may end up being that he chooses someone that he thinks is malleable according to this team that he builds. So, um I guess there there is a lot more in that end of it, which is true. I, I think it who really knows what is going on in his head, but as soon as we get at least one or two of these pieces, it'll be helpful to finally figure out what direction he wants to go in. Because I feel like that's just the biggest question mark of them all right now. And so I just want to see... I guess, any type of progress to see where he's going with it. Yep. Uh, that's, I think that's the big, the big question mark for this roster as we head and get closer into the off season here. And again, I feel like it's going to be a bit before we really get movement anywhere in terms of the head coaching carousel. Um, because we did get some news again on uh, Wednesday about Rick Tockett and his future very in demand, it seems like, which is kind of crazy because normally coaches who essentially get fired aren't really that much in demand a lot of times. But for Rick Tockett, he's going to have second interviews with several teams, second interview with the Rangers on Tuesday. He'll have a second interview with Seattle on Thursday and a second interview with Columbus on Friday. So good for him. Like I feel like all of those situations, if – Rick Tockett were to come into any of those situations, I feel like he would do a really nice job in any of those situations, right? Where the Rangers are a team that's kind of right there on the edge, right? They're they're a a a, a team that could get themselves into the playoffs with the right coach. Seattle is a team who is going to be very likely a roster full of guys, kind of like what Vegas was, which is a ragtag roster, and. Without with very low expectations, right? And I feel like Rick Tockett would be a good fit for Seattle because um, we know that Rick Tockett was able to get the best out of a roster 
that wasn't the greatest, right? And put them into play the playoffs and put them into playoff contention this year. And Columbus is the kind of the same way where I feel like they're a team that's kind of in a transition period where you know Rick Talking can come in and and again get the best out of a roster that maybe isn't the greatest um, there too. So we'll see where Rick Talking lands. I mean, no matter what, it's it's only up. I feel for him from here because of the fact that I really didn't think he did a bad job here in general. Um, in all reality, I think he could be a, a very successful coach anywhere else. If I was him, I would w- probably want to go to the Seattle Kraken just because of the fact that the prospect of a, a new team and being the coach of an expansion team, it's historic. And after everything that was done um, in Vegas, I just feel like it would be a ton of fun and it would be some uh, definitely something interesting for him to, uh, you know, take on. I mean, obviously the, the job in New York would be um, advantageous for him considering the fact that, you know, they have a solid team up there. But I, I really, if I was him, would find uh, a lot of intrigue in taking that Kraken job. I actually kind of agree with you there. I feel like the Rangers is too much pressure. Columbus is kind of too lateral of a move for me for Rick Tockett because I feel like Columbus is very similar to Arizona in terms of their team that's just kind of there. They're not really ever really big-time contenders. They're a very mid-market team. Where I feel like Seattle has an ownership group that's going to be all in from the start. They are going to have a fan base that's excited. And he's going to have time there because in most uh, expansion teams – it's people walk into it knowing that it's going to take time to build something. So I feel like he, he knows he can walk into Seattle and build something there. Whereas if he walks into the Rangers and, and misses the playoffs in two straight years, he's probably going to be out of a job. And Columbus, again, too much of a lateral move for him. So I, I, I feel like Seattle would be a great fit for him. But um, a couple more things before we uh, we get out of here. Corey, you had your sporty question that you put out at Corey Ritchie Show on Twitter. Uh, what is it? And I'm curious to hear the reasoning why you put this out and what your pick is. Okay, so let, let's begin with something that I hate more than anything in this world. And that is going to the dentist. I genuinely hate going to the dentist. I love my dentist. She is one of the dentists or whatever um, of the Arizona Coyotes. Um, and... She is amazing and a wonderful person, but I hate going to the dentist because of the fact that um, I have very big teeth and a little mouth, and it just is never a fun experience for me. My jaw is still recovering from the last fillings I had. So I got up this morning um, after uh, a late night of drinking wine with Richard, and um, was tired as hell and really, uh, didn't want to go to this dentist appointment. Long story short, I'm exhausted. Finally had to run like to multiple, um, clubs that I work at. Finally got there, had so like too many coffees in my hand, had to make <laughs> multiple trips. And I was like, you know what? Instead of 
being all pissy that I have to go back and forth to my car, which was like a decent distance away in a hundred and something degree weather, why don't I play some music? And I I have a good shit playlist. I've, I've put it out on Twitter before. And I was playing through all the songs on my good shit playlist. And there is a song on it that whenever it plays, I always feel like a complete badass in it. And I mean, technically, the song was made to be that way. It was um, when the person who wrote the song, um, they wrote it because it was like the image that other people had of them. And it was kind of like her embracing that and saying like, fuck you, basically. So um, I think that may be why, but I really could give two shits about anyone that walked by me about the fact that I was, like, exhausted and, and having to walk back to my car again. I walked, like, by multiple people I work with, and I just gave two shits about their existence. <laughs> and it made me so happy. And I thought to myself, everyone has to have a song that is their badass song, that no matter how shitty their day is going, they're just like, fuck everyone. I'm the coolest shit in town. And, I mean, there are some... There is one thing I haven't tried that I keep on meaning to do, which is walk down a busy street and play um, the Imperial March. (laughs) Um, Because then you feel like you're Darth Vader and just like, you know, can force choke anyone that's near near you. I need to try that one because I've heard that's pretty cool. But um, so I'd asked everyone what their badass song is. Mine is Something Bad by Taylor Swift. I know that seems weird, but it's actually a really badass song. That's a good pick. I haven't listened to that song in a long time. That's off a of reputation, right? Yes. And it's funny because that was not one of my favorite albums of hers. And she did that um, concert on Netflix. And I, I enjoyed the concert. But the one part of that concert that I have watched multiple times is her performing that song because it just, it's like sitting down and watching an action movie and watching a bunch of shit blow up. It just makes you feel really freaking cool. (laughs) That's a good pick. I like that. Taylor, I feel like has several songs like that, that like if you're pissed off at the world or, uh, you know, just want to like feel like I told a badass. She has a couple like that. Like, I think you can put like um, trouble on that list. Like, we are never ever getting back together. Even that, like those types of songs. Like, you can you can throw those on that on that list too. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I uh, I've Scotty makes fun of me when I'm really mad. I listen to like really angry music though. Like, my favorite thing to listen to is like. Break stuff by Limp Bizkit. <laughs> um, it, it is like a very angry song. That's a song I like. I listen to different other songs when I'm like really pissed off, which is probably not a good idea because it just makes me more mad. But um, but she does have a lot of like um, good angry songs. I mean, um, and ones that are super like confident and make you feel kind of badass. I'm trying to think of. What the other one one? What was the one where she had 
her whole girl squad and they all were walking and there's explosions behind them and what music video was that oh bad blood yeah yeah i mean that's a pretty badass song i almost forgot about it for a second there but i got, I got it so yeah good good pick now you're not going to be surprised i think what mine is because like when it comes to my music i don't like I, I won't usually listen. To, I don't have like an angry playlist or anything like that or a feel badass playlist. I usually like, it just kind of depends on, I'll listen depending on my mood, obviously, but if I had to pick a song that I will listen to, if I want to like feel good and like, and, and like immediately boost my mood, um, there's one artist I go to for that. And you're not going to be shocked. And it's Andy Grammer. And the first song I thought of is uh, is is this one. I'm gonna pl- I have it pulled up on my phone here. It's gonna sound like shit, but it'll work. It's a song called "Good to Be Alive," and it's great. And the whole point of the song is "Good to Be Alive" right about now, right? It's like put that on. I'm like, fuck yeah, goddamn right good to be alive right about now it's like it's got a funky groove to it and like listen to it automatically puts me in a good mood well yours is kind of sweet yours is just like enjoying life and being yeah but that's my vibe too though like that's the vibe i put out into the world that 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 is true no that's that it feeds your good vibes i like that i like that a lot I put it out on Twitter, and we got a few different responses to it. Um, Chris Lewis said sabotage. Mm-hmm. Um, always love the Beastie Boys. Um, need you tonight in excess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Dave said enter Sandman. That's a good one. That That is a good one. Anything uh, Metallica is always good. Yep, yep, one one hundred one hundred percent. So you can still go and let us, your voice be heard at Corey underscore Richie Show. I can't talk at the end of this episode. I got one more thing for you, Corey. I got to tell a story real quick. So if you were following on Twitter today, you saw that I got roasted um, on the Twitter as I normally do. We were just talking about music, so I feel like this is the perfect transition here. So. A uh, friend of the show, uh, Jordan, she likes to send me TikToks all the time. And she sent me one today that included a song. Now, I did not recognize the song. I had to Google what the song was. Turns out... Oh, come on. You had to Google it? Yeah, I had no idea what it was. Turns out it's a song by All Time Low. Um, and, and so I, I, I texted, I sent the way I told Jordan was I had to look up what song this was. And all she said was Richie, no. Um, and she tweeted about it. She sent a tweet out and called me out for it saying that, uh, let me pull up the tweet real quick. Um, and yeah, she, she, uh, she called me out for it and, and said, um, 
uh, said, I sent this TikTok to Richie and he didn't know the reference and tweeted at Kat and saying, uh, Kat should be horrified. Kat said, wait, we have so much work to do before August. And so uh, that's the plan is to go see All Time Low in August when they come to town because I promised I'd go with you guys. I don't know anything about all time low, but I, I, I love going to concerts. So I will go with you guys. Don't care who it is. Um, so I just want to put that in the world. that I got roasted for this and I wholeheartedly deserve it. As you should. <laughs> it's not just an all time low song. It's Stella. It's like mm-hmm. one of the first all time low songs that like people know. Yeah, I when I think of All Time Low, I think of Monsters, which is like is their new song that they came out recently. Yeah, that's like new All Time Low. <laughs> that would be I mean, I mean the band didn't change a lead singer, but like it would be like me saying that uh San Diego. I love the song San Diego by Blink, obviously with their new lead singer. Um but that would be like me saying, well, when I think of Blink-182, I think of San Diego. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's essentially the all the small things of all time low. Oh, yeah, I agree. I feel like it's because they've gotten more poppy recently. So I, they have a couple songs out that I actually like now, which are less emo and more like poppy. And I'm like, cool, I can dig that. That's my vibe right there. <sighs> I'm just... I don't know, Richie. I'm not I've, sure how to address this situation, honestly. I've, yeah, I've left Corey speechless, which is the perfect way to end the episode, I think. So uh, let's wrap it up here. Usually I give you the last word, Corey, but you're speechless, so I'm not even going to do that this time. I'm just going to wrap up the show here. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. You know all the handles by now. We've mentioned it before. Um, we'll talk to you again on Monday's episode, um, roast me on Twitter for my music tastes at our floors 91. Um, follow Corey on Twitter at Corey Nicole with two E's and, um, we will talk to you soon. Good night and good hockey, everybody.